0: The following is a paid program. The opinions expressed do not represent the views of management or those of Clear Channel Worldwide.
1: And welcome to the Traveling on Radio show. Thank you for sharing a part of your day with us. I'm Tanya Fitzpatrick, and I'm here with my favorite travel partner, my husband, Ian Fitzpatrick. Well, I would hope so. Thank you, babe. This is our debut show in our new studios. Our new digs are kind of fancy, and uh, we're excited to be here. Ian and I are traveling fools.
2: Now, dear traveling fools, what is a traveling fool?
1: Well, you should know because you're, you're one, but uh, I did see a definition. Um, I think a fool is defined, and it's the definition I'm sticking with, a fool is defined as someone who is very enthusiastic about an activity.
2: Okay so the person is not crazy then,
1: (laughs) Well we're crazy about travel and, and we're doing a happy dance right now because we get to share one of our greatest passions with you each and every week on Traveling On. We'll talk about all things travel and each week we will have the best of the best on our show to talk about different aspects of travel whether it be new travel regulations, safety tips, destination information, what have you, will we'll bring you the most current and relevant information to help you plan your next trip.
2: That's right, and we like to cover everything about travel, whether it's the business side of travel, the industry, but this show really is about you. So if you have any questions for our guest or for us, you can call us at 301-984-2173 or email us at radio at travel and on. that's T-R-A-V-E-L-N, Dashon.com, and we'll answer your questions on air the following week.
1: And you know, speaking about all things travel, um, we're really excited because tomorrow night, and this is this is a a um, unplanned plug for, <clears throat> excuse me, one of my favorite shows in the world, The Amazing Race, um, which concludes tomorrow. Ian and I think when we were in Whistler a few months back, back in October, that the final three teams ran through the village of Whistler. One of the um, uh, participants at a summit we were at told us that she was approached and was by a team who said they were with they were on a race and was asked uh, to buy her a cup of coffee. And that was one of their tasks. And then they had to find some underground cave or climbing wall. And the night before, we were in a place called The Cove, which is an underground fitness center, and it has a climbing wall. So we weren't in the middle of the action, but we were there, and we're really excited. Uh, and and uh, so stay tuned, and and uh, we'll see, in fact, if, uh, if, if her account was correct.
2: That's right. So... Uh... Hopefully, in a few weeks, we'll be able to have the creator of The Amazing Race on one of our shows. And uh, you can sign up for email notifications and newsletters for a heads up for that show just by going to the Traveling On com website. So yep. stay tuned for that. We're, we're
1: excited about that. And we have a great show lined up for you today. We'll be talking to um, our good friend and for the sake of full disclosure, one of our sponsors, John Sexton, who is CEO of Sexton Executive Security. It's a full service security firm located right here. And, you know, we're going to talk about just safety, traveling safe and things to be aware of. John travels all over the world um you know he's he's he has this firm he's very in tune with how to stay safe before and after travel and so you know because people take their safety for granted and so uh we're going to talk to John to uh ask him to share with us some must-known or must-know safety tips
2: and at the bottom of the hour we're going to shift our focus to volunteer which is one of the fastest growing travel niches out there and A lot of people are looking to see how they can become global citizens and uh, make their trips mean something. So we'll be joined by Andrea Ketchmark from the American Hiking Society and Christian Lamoureux, who's the director of the International Institute of Tourism Studies at George Washington University, who will be in studio to talk about the many volunteerism opportunities that are available out there and how to pick the right experience for you.
1: And I'm, I'm really excited about that because volunteerism is something that that I actually have done unbeknownst to me. But before we take these journeys, we, we do want to remind you that you can visit our website at traveln-on.com for a host of travel news information and resources, including uh, discounted airline tickets and vacation packages. So travel books, music, what have you. Also, if you want to reach us or if you have a question for our guest, call us on the studio line at 301-984-2173 or email us during the week at radio at traveln-on.com. Well, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, we're pleased to have our very good friend John Sexton, CEO of Sexton Executive Security, in the studio with us. John is a former security officer with the United Nations and one of the luckiest people alive. John, welcome back to Traveling On.
3: Thank you, Tanya and Ian. It's great Mm -hmm. to be back. Thank you very much.
1: Well, we always love to see you. And, you know, I say, you know, you're one of the luckiest people alive because after our last show, you shared... A, uh, a couple of funny security stories with us, and I just wanted you to to share those for the benefit of our guest as well.
3: Surely, and uh, just this morning I realized I just found out that I'm actually probably can be described as a security, a traveling security fool. Oh. I'm very enthusiastic.
1: <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> well,
3: uh, the story that we were talking about uh, the last time we were talking it was actually um, funny, ironic, dangerous. There's a lot of things, people out there mightn't find it that funny, but. Um, I was actually traveling in the mountains of Bosnia during the um, during the warring period when those factions, the different factions were at war. It was in the mid-90s. I was working for the United Nations as a special investigator. And um, I reached the, the top of a, uh, an extremely high mountain, many, many thousands of feet up in the air, covered in snow and ice. And uh, there was no safety guards, There's no barriers, There's nothing to keep you safe. And unfortunately, my UN vehicle that I was driving decided that it was going to slide towards the cliff. I thought it was going to stop, and it oh. didn't. And I actually went over the cliff um, I was speeding down the side of a mountain. Um, thankfully, uh, I smashed into a huge tree. It stopped my vehicle, demolished my vehicle, um, knocked me out for a little while. But when I came to, I found out that um, I had to climb up the side of the mountain in the snow and ice on my hands and knees. And um, actually found out, because there was an American tank platoon at the top of the mountain, found out that I had landed in the middle of a minefield.
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you have an angel watching over you, you know that.
3: I'll tell you, I can smile a bit easier these days, but sometimes uh, when those things are happening to you, there's nothing to smile about.
1: Yeah, it. I know, I know. But uh, great guy to, to be with, man, you and your angel. Um, you know, what <clears throat> What? What are some of the, you have your security firm and you actually gave up, I didn't realize this about you and we've been friends for a while, you gave up a law degree for adrenaline. I wouldn't say you're a fool. Actually, I think that's quite smart and Ian and I can say that from our perspective as, as attorneys, but what are some of the most important security tips for someone to can before they leave home
3: well obviously like anything else preparation is huge I mean uh, we all hear the, uh, the, the the important points make sure your documents are in order make sure you have copies of your documents uh, these days there's all kinds of all kinds of research research can be done before you go going to the place you're going to um, we advise clients and assist clients with that are going to areas that may be more hostile more dangerous mm-hmm. um, and unfortunately these days there's a lot of that around the world So it's knowing where you're going to, what you can expect to face when you get there, what you need, what safeguards you need to take, um, what precautions you need to do before you leave on your journey. And maybe, um, you know, always try to plan for the unforeseen. Um, This mightn't uh, be, if you're going to a beach vacation, it mightn't be so particular but so important. But, uh, you know, just uh, have precautions ready in case that you'd need to leave that area handy. You know, have cash in your pocket, have all your documents in order. Travel as light as possible is a good one, too.
1: And, you know, I mean, the the State Department, and we do have a link on our website, traveln-on.com, um, we have a link to the State Department and a whole host of other resources that people can view before they travel just to see if there's any uh, you know, travel warnings, State issued, uh, State Department-issued travel warnings in a particular country. And these are things really that, that people should really be mindful of and not take their security for granted uh, before they embark on, on a trip.
2: You're listening to the Traveling On radio show where you're traveling foolzine and Tanya Fitzpatrick. When we come back with John Sexton, we're going to get more security tips from him. And if there are any questions that you have for our guest, give us a call at 301-984-2173. And you can also email us at radio at travelingon.com. And we'll share your question on air next week. Whether you're traveling by plane, train, or automobile, make TravelinOn.com your first stop. At TravelinOn.com, that's Travelin-On.com, you can get current travel news and information, buy the latest travel book, and find those great travel bargains. Visit TravelinOn.com, your premier source for all things travel. That's Travelin-On.com, and make sure to sign up for email specials and tune into the Travelin On radio show each week. Or a chance to win some great travel prizes.
0: BronzeWorldTravel.com is the premier internet travel destination, offering you the best travel values for all of your travel needs. Not only can you book the basics in travel, such as flights, rental cars and hotels, but think of them when you're planning a cruise, a complete vacation package, registering for your honeymoon or searching for those last minute travel deals. Unlike the other online booking sites, BronzeWorldTravel.com does not compromise customer service. Backed by a team of seasoned travel professionals and a nationally rated agency, at BronzeWorldTravel.com there is always someone available to answer your questions. They have so many great travel deals that you'll make them your first choice when it comes to travel. Visit BronzeWorldTravel.com today and discover the best values in travel. That's B-R-O-N-Z-E WorldTravel.com where they celebrate life through travel, bronzeworldtravel.com.
1: As our Traveling on Radio family knows, Ian and I rely solely on Sexton Executive Security for all of our security needs. Sexton Executive Security is the area's premier international security firm. Whether you need home or personal protection around the world for your family or property, security training, or investigative services, Sexton Executive Security can meet all of your needs. Call them today at 703-293-6262 or visit them online at sextonsecurity.com. Hey everybody, we're we're back and you're listening to the Traveling On Radio Show. We're your traveling fools, Ian and Tanya Fitzpatrick, and we're talking to our good friend John Sexton with Sexton Executive Security. Uh, John, before the break, you had made a a comment about uh, something that people should do. They should travel light. Um, What are some of the things that people should be aware of when they're traveling, like common sense things like traveling light?
3: Well, I'll give you an example, Tanya. I was in uh, Saudi Arabia back in November, and um, the countries, you know, outside of the countries that maybe the norm that a lot of people travel to, uh, especially countries where there's a lot of poverty, um, outside of airports you'll find people wanting to help you with your bags and grab things from you. And um, I actually had an incident where I thought I was pickpocketed because there's hundreds of people milling around, and uh, what it was is the person who grabbed my bags to assist me with my bags, Um, had them when I was going through the security checkpoint and I emptied my wallet and everything to go through the metal detector. Now
1: did you know this person or did he approach you? Oh not
3: at all no I never saw him before and probably will never see him again. Just somebody there's hundreds of guys you know trying to get a dollar or two to get your bags but it's much more aggressive than we're used to in this country you know it's not an asking it's they'll grab it so you have to see where your bags are going. Right. You know and uh, there's a lot of mayhem in countries like you know Middle East and India and places like that and um, things happen very fast so Uh, I actually went through the metal detector. He had left with my bags towards, he didn't even know what gate or check-in I was going to. I was flying back to Dubai. Mm -hmm. And um, so I went out running after him to make sure I got my bags and they didn't go disappear on some other flight without me. And uh, by the time I got there, I didn't have my wallet. And so I thought that I had been pickpocketed in the the confusion. And what actually happened was because I had taken my mind off my valuables going through the check-in, going through the checkpoint, I actually had left without them to grab my bags.
0: Oh. And by
3: the time I'd gone reporting it, the police found it and came back. So if you're can, if you traveling as light as possible, if you're going to be there for a couple of weeks, it's more difficult. You need to bring a lot of stuff. But if you can bring, say, a large bag and you carry a bag and keep them in one hand, you know, with a with a pull on and keep them on top of each other and keep your eyes on them. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of confusion places like that. You need to be focused. The more focused you can be, the
2: better. And, and that's the operative word, focus, awareness. Uh, a lot of times when we're moving about and going into different places, we, we just sometimes kind of lose ourselves in the moment, kind of the excitement of, of uh, the situation. What are some of the things that people can do so that they don't put themselves out as an easy mark in, in terms of their behavior, their actions, and even some of the things that they perhaps carry on them?
3: Well, you know, the, the whole, and this can be done in cities in the United States as well as uh, in different countries and cities around the world, is uh, the best thing, even though you really are a tourist, you know keep that inside to yourself. Don't really let everybody know that you're a tourist. Uh, and that can the dress has a lot to do with that. You know if you're going to um, uh, you're going to a place and you're wearing a kind of a big loud Hawaiian shirt and you know brand new sneakers and people where you're going aren't going to be dressed that way, it's going to be very easy to stand out. And as I say, these days you can do a lot of research. you can there's cameras all over the world. you go to a place like London and they've got thousands upon thousands of cameras that can show you every corner of a city. And you can see how people are dressed. And maybe at least to arrive there, you could dress so as you could blend in. Um, it's always good to have local currency in your pocket so that you don't have to ask a lot of questions. And, you know, mm-hmm. you can even nowadays, you can even, you know, you can buy these little electronic dictionaries that you can actually speak words into and it'll come out in phrases. So there's, the world kind of gets easier to, to get your way around. But uh, just be careful and have your wits about you. And, uh You know, if you have valuables, there's things you can do. Instead of carrying cash in a wallet that's going to be sticking in your back pocket like we're used to in this country, other places they don't carry the wallet in the back pocket. So that can identify you as coming from, say, the United States. You can have a a belt that, uh, a wallet that goes inside your belt Mm -hmm. that um, Mm -hmm. conceals your valuables, you
1: know. And speaking of valuables, John, you actually uh, escort executives, uh, abroad, um, who carry valuables with them, whether it be, you know, paper documentation or jewels or what have you. I mean, um, you're, I, I kind of feel you're the James Bond in our life, uh, apart from Ian, I beg your pardon, babe. But, uh, but, but you, you, you travel with, with individuals, uh, who have a need to carry and, uh, you know, their valuables with them for, People like that are just people who need to travel with, you know, important papers. What would you recommend uh, to them when they're traveling and when they arrive at their destination?
3: Well, when people have us actually, uh, that's we actually become their eyes and ears, so they can concentrate on what they're doing. So they don't really have to be aware of an awful lot because we're there aware for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just giving you an example. Uh, uh, a friend of mine works in uh, in Arizona, and he travels quite often. He's involved in the um, securing in, uh, jewelers, mm-hmm. and uh, he actually travels all around the world. And I was saying to him one day, I said, oh, you have a great life. You know, you're in Spain one day, and you're in Johannesburg the next. And he says, you know what? He says, I'm sitting in that hotel room. I've got a, a, a briefcase handcuffed to my wrist that's got several million dollars in diamonds. And he says, I don't see the outside of that hotel room. So you know, obviously, this is a, a level of security that the the person has because the person who's in charge of that is actually nice and safe.
1: Mm-hmm. Now you know we're talking about high level security, uh, which which you do. But your 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 company, Sexton Executive Security, is really a full service firm. You you uh, protect. Um, people here. I know there there was a, an occasion when you, you were actually um, protecting a, uh, a, a figure in this town um, who was being stalked and um, you also you know look over uh, individuals homes when they're just make sure their homes are safe when they're traveling. I mean tell us a little bit more about the services you offer and then about what people should do prior to leaving on uh, on vacation.
3: Well, yeah, I think sometimes probably people forget that when they go that they, um, you know, they can, they leave their valuables behind uh, and they should, they should take steps to safeguard that obviously. And there's lots of things that they can do. A lot of small uh, measures without actually hiring somebody to look after the place, but that can be done too. Um, You know, the usual, uh, make arrangements before you go. You know, if you have, uh, if you have mail sticking out of a mailbox, that's uh, with all the junk mail we all get nowadays in magazines, it's easy for a mailbox to get full and stuffed. Uh, make sure that somebody collects it, or tell the post office to hold it for a week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, have lights, have um, um, activity lights that when somebody approaches, they'll come on. Uh, get into the habit, perhaps. You know, if you have your your vehicle outside your garage all the time, and it's never inside, then when you go away and the the car is inside the garage, you can kind of tip somebody off. So it's always good to to vary your routine to not become too uh, set in your ways, because uh, then people can kind of know what you're doing. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, I don't want to scare people, but there's criminals all over the place, and they're all the time traveling around the roads, and they're watching us. They're doing surveillance. Mm -hmm. You know, that's their job. Their job is to, they're opportunists. And so if they see something that doesn't look right, it's going to jump out at them right away.
1: And it's not just the mansions that they're, they're, you know, scoping out. It can be an apartment um, or, you know, a smaller condo or what have you. So uh, very good to
2: John, post 9-11, there's been an increased focus, obviously, on airport security. And recently, the uh, government announced that uh, there will be a program that will institute expedited uh, check-throughs for uh, uh, travelers who agree to pay a certain fee to kind of have biometric information kept on them so that they can reduce the wait time that they have at the security checkpoints. What's your thought about this? Does it really represent a quantum improvement in uh, security for uh, air travelers?
3: I, I tell you the truth, Ian, I think it's the best of both worlds. Um, I was just writing about this in my blog. And by the way, I have a historical announcement to make on this historical program. Of the yep, first. please um, do. My blog, which I've been writing since last year, has now, I've been told, to get a new URL. So it's <laughs> not just a dot .blogger.com. My official name of my blog is thebulletproofblog.com. I saw that. <laughs> but, um, I
1: like that name.
3: But I, I just wrote an article the other day about that, and I think it's just as fantastic. as the best best of both both worlds because what you have is you have uh, you have predetermined, predestined security built in uh, with the with the with the speed of travel, and they they call them the um, the clear lanes. They're going to be uh, here in coming to Dulles and to Reagan in the in the spring. And uh, people who have signed up for that for, for a minimal fee, for a nominal fee, uh, they will send off their, their uh, background. They'll get a background check by TSA, mm-hmm. and they'll have their fingerprints and eyes scanned. So it slows down the process. They said it's going to slow down the process for a usual 30-minute wait. becomes like a three-minute, between four seconds and three minutes. And security, the great thing about it is security is not breached. It's not compromised because it's already built in. They know the people. They've done the background check. So it's its just, I think it's fantastic.
1: You're listening to the Traveling on Radio Show, and we're talking to John Sexton, CEO of Sexton Executive Security. John, um, you just mentioned your blog. Uh, what is your website, and is there a link from your website to your blog?
3: Yes, there certainly is. The, uh, the website is www.sextonsecurity.com.
1: And that's S-E-X-T-O-N.
3: Security.com one word and there is a link. Uh, there is a link, Shirley and um, I. Uh, with the, with the blog, I try to give as much security insight and advice as as we can. And you know, sometimes it may involve celebrity, it may involve local local sports teams. You know, the Washington Redskins or something else. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes it's just what's going on in the area. But I focus it pretty much along the East Coast. It's international. It's a national blog. But uh, it's, it's given people tips again, and uh, some, some things that they just might not think about.
1: Well, you're an international company. I mean, you're located here, and, and what is your phone number, before I forget, for, any, for our listening audience who may be interested in contacting you uh, about some of their uh, security needs?
3: Our main number is 703-293-6262. Um,
1: what are some of the things you're doing abroad? I know you're, you're developing or in the process of developing a security uh, a school. Or a training uh, training school in uh, the Middle East.
3: In the Middle East, yes, we're uh, we're working with a, uh, investors in the United Arab Emirates at the moment. Uh, one of them is uh, coming arriving into the area today, so it's going to be a uh, it's going to be an interesting weekend. We're looking to open a an international security institute in uh, in the uh, UAE. Okay. And um, this weekend, actually, uh, back in that neck of the woods, uh, this weekend we have a client from the British Isles who we're protecting in uh, Saudi Arabia.
1: Mm, Hmm. And uh, you may do some things in China as well during the Olympics?
3: Yes, we've been approached by a couple of clients that uh, want uh, executive security protection for the uh, Beijing Olympics in the summer.
1: Oh, my.
2: John, and and speaking of of big events uh, like uh, the Olympics where there are hundreds of thousands of people gathered around, any special tips for travelers who, who might be looking to go to these places, particularly when they're in large gatherings, as to just... Keeping their awareness, things to look for, uh, things that might be out of the uh, uh, abnormal, so to speak, that they should just kind of be aware of when they're in large gatherings. Yeah, uh, they they say. I mean,
3: you know, the likes, likes of the State Department tips are you know try to stay away from large gatherings in cities and kind of demonstrations or protests. But the Olympics is going to do there's going to be no getting away from it. They say I was over there in China in March, and they say it's going to be the largest Olympics the world has ever seen. They expect it to be. So there's not really lot you can do. Once again, it's you know keeping your wits about you. Obviously, uh, the more people there are around you, milling about you, the more confusion there is, and uh, things like pickpockets are, are more prevalent or mm-hmm. the potential for them to be there. So uh, you know just be aware of who you are and what you are, and the fact is that you're there to have a good time. But you know you need to you need to be safe. You need to not take too many. Uh, too many chances. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, John, we appreciate you coming in today. Before you, before we leave, I want you to share your phone number again and your website address for our listening audience. And also remind our listening audience that um, if they forget your website, uh, there's always a link on our website, traveln-on.com, straight to you.
3: There you go. That's great. That's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you very much. The main website again is www.sextonsecurity.com. And our main uh, East Coast phone number is 703-293-6262.
1: Well, John James uh, Bond Sexton, <laughs> thank you again for coming in. It's good to see you. Happy New Year to you. And uh, pre- And there
3: to the right you have the creator, Ian, as in Ian Fleming, right? That's uh, right. Yeah, you got exactly. got it all wrapped up here.
1: Exactly. And, you know, I'm thank Laura you. Croft in my, uh, in my alternative uh, life. <laughs>
2: and for those who don't know, my father named me after Ian Fleming. There you go creator of james bond
3: ties in lovely
1: yep and you're listening to the traveling on radio show where you're traveling fools tanya and ian fitzpatrick and when we come back we are going to take a volunteerism vacation and uh, talk to a couple of guests who can teach you and show you how to make your vacation mean something more
2: Looking for the latest travel book? The hottest item in travel gear and clothing? Or are you researching a destination? Or looking into the most current travel regulations or warnings? If so, visit TravelinOn.com, your one-stop shop for travel resources. At TravelinOn.com,
0: that's traveln oncom you can get the latest travel news and information. And shop for all of your travel needs. TravelinOn.com is your premier source for all things travel. That's Travelin-On.com.
4: Discover a new you. See yourself in a whole new way with a color makeover. Find a look that expresses your style, your personality, and your life with Mary Kay Cosmetics. You'll delight in the many wonderful colors that the MK Signature line brings you. Find the perfect shade for your eyes, lips, and cheeks. Visit Danielle Johnson's website at marykay.com backslash ms.djohnson86 for a virtual makeover. You'll love what you discover Mary Kay, enriching women's lives.
2: And welcome back to the Traveling On Radio show. I'm Ian Fitzpatrick, joined by my wife, Tanya Fitzpatrick, and we're happy to have you along on our debut show here from the studios of WWRC Radio in Washington, AM 1260, home of Progressive Talk. We're gonna shift our focus right now to volunteerism, one of the fastest growing travel areas, uh, particularly in the US with, with so many great disasters that have happened, particularly Hurricane Katrina. The focus on giving back to communities has become a big part of what people are doing. And as many people try to make their travel experiences more meaningful, Today we're going to take this fascinating look at, at, at volunteerism and learn about the many opportunities that travelers have to give back. Right now we're joined by Andrea Ketchmark of the American Hiking Society and Kristen Lamoureux, Director of the International Institute for Tourism Studies at George Washington University. Welcome to Traveling On. Hi. Thank,
5: Thank you. you.
1: <laughs> Glad you could be with us on this, uh, this lovely day.
2: Voluntourism is a growing area of interest in in travel, and uh, perhaps we can direct this to uh, Kristen. What really is voluntourism, and how did it originate?
5: Great, thank you so much. Um, Yeah, voluntourism is an up-and-coming trend. We're seeing quite a bit of it. Um, A lot of the media is kind of paying attention to it. Uh, There's a lot of reasons why it, how it's developed, but you know, you can go back to the '60s and the Origination, you know, in the creation of the Peace Corps and mm-hmm. other organizations that um, kind of promoted travel and volunteering together, but in a more long-term fashion. More recently, we're seeing with uh, decreased vacation time and kind of a bunch of reasons why people are wanting to volunteer, that people are trying to combine two things they feel strongly about, traveling and volunteering into one single experience.
1: And there's, this is a really growing trend. How many people would you say, on average, a year are experiencing this or taking uh, these opportunities on?
5: Well, unfortunately, those of us in the a- academic field would love to have a lot more uh, <laughs> research on that. You know, we don't have great numbers. We know that Travel Industry of America, which is the organization that represents the U.S. Um, on travel issues, they did a study last year and found that 24% of the people they surveyed uh, were wanting to take a volunteer vacation this year, which is, um, you know, not not a lot, but it's still up from previous years. Mm-hmm. Travelocity also did a survey. They found 11 percent of their active members, um, which was up from 6 percent the year before. So it's definitely growing. And the largest market segment of the uh, TIA research, the travel industry of America research, seem to be in the 35 to 54 range. So about half of the people surveyed in that age range are wanting to do this. So Mm -hmm. that's your baby boomers, kind of the tail end of your baby boomers, wanting to, you know, retire and and do some stuff as they retire Mm -hmm. or – as they have more free time
1: and you know there's there's a lot of opportunities and in a variety of opportunities available to people who are looking for these these experiences um, including your organization Andrea the American Hiking uh, Society you offer over a hundred, I think, opportunities each year. Tell us a little bit about what uh, an individual could expect or experience with with one of your programs.
6: Absolutely. Uh, This year, we offer about 75
1: projects. Um,
6: We work with federal land management agencies, uh, state parks, and other trail groups to put together a listing of projects that are all really much needed on our public lands and on our trails, but Federal agencies either don't have the funding or don't have the manpower, so we get the volunteers. Um, like I said, we've got 75 trips that coming up this year in over 25 states. We are also offering alternative spring breaks for college students. We're offering family-friendly trips that um, will allow family to get out together, and we're also offering a couple of shorter projects. The majority of our trips are one week, mm-hmm. but this year we are providing a three-, four-day experience. Um, so those are a couple of the different things.
2: Andrea, what are some of the considerations that go into putting together a volunteerism trip in, in terms of projects, uh, particular destinations, and and all of those sorts of things that you're thinking about as uh, you plan these uh, opportunities for people?
6: Yeah, well, first and foremost, it definitely depends on the need of the land managers. So basically they come to us with, um, with the projects and we find, find the ones that are, you know, there's a lot of disaster relief, flood relief, um, bridges that were torn by down by tornadoes, um, trails that are really not only not sustainable, but also that could be dangerous for people to walk on. Um, We do that, and then also we look for locations that are beautiful, of course, and locations that people will want to travel. Anybody can volunteer in their own backyard, but we're looking for an opportunity that really gets people out to see other public lands in the country and um, have a fun time while doing it.
2: Now, oftentimes, uh, voluntarism gets its focus because of these natural disasters, as we've seen with Hurricane Katrina. And sometimes there are opportunities to do cleanup and even construction. And this kind of begs the question as to how safe it is for just just the average person who might want to consider doing this.
6: Ours are, I mean, absolutely safe. The worst thing we've had in 30 years is probably a couple scrapes and bruises um, because
1: it is outdoor work. So... And, and Kristen, what would you say? Because are your sites and are the countries selected based on the need in in that location?
5: Um, you know, it it really depends. I mean, I would love to tell you that everything with regard to volunteer vacations is great, um, but there are uh, there's a, a huge array of different opportunities, and with that become different challenges. Overall, it's it's the same skills that you need when picking any vacation, you know, as far as working with a reputable tour operator or a nonprofit organization that's doing this. Um, you know, you need to use common sense just like you would with, with purchasing any vacation package, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I can... Talk a little bit about the, you know, uh, the different things you should be thinking about when you, when you do that.
1: And you're listening to the Traveling on Radio show, and we're talking to Andrea Ketchmark and Kristen Lamaru on the, the wonderful uh, growing travel niche of uh, volunteerism. Um, Kristen, how would a volunteerist pick the right experience or even assess their, their true interest in volunteerism?
5: Well, this is, Tanya, this is such a good question because it's so important because it's going to be the make or break of, of a good experience. Um, you, what you need to do, because there are so many opportunities out there, you need to figure out exactly what it is that you want out of your volunteer vacation and you want to figure out where you want to go. So just like any vacation, you figure you, you, you have probably in mind some place that you want to go or some activity that you want to do. A person that is happy uh, teaching English to a group of schoolchildren in Vietnam is not going to be happy, may not be happy, you know, doing hard labor in a national park here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And so it's really, that's the most important thing. So first, figure out where you want to go and what you want to do. Then you need to determine how much volunteer time and how much vacationing. It's almost like a spectrum, and there's, um, there's a little bit of volunteering and a lot of vacationing or the opposite or a mixture of both if you want mostly vacationing sprinkled with volunteer experiences mm-hmm. then you should find a tour operator either your favorite tour operator or do some online research to find some good tour operators there's a there's a few great websites one is um travel they have a list of good tour operators that incorporate volunteer tourism gorp travel is another one Um, So figure out what tour operators. And what's funny is that some tour tour operators offer volunteer experiences, but they don't advertise it because they don't think it's in demand. Oh, my. And so you need to call. If you have a favorite tour operator, it's worth calling them and asking them if they do this.
1: And I know your program at GW, one of the things you're going to offer for our tour operators out there uh, is um, our our steps and how to create this type of program, this type of offering for their, their current clients.
5: Right. And, I, you know, being on the research, surgeon academic side we get this question quite a bit. Tour operators come up to me and say how do I incorporate this? And it's really tricky. There are are a lot of, as I'm sure Andrea um, knows, there are a lot of uh, pitfalls. And so we at, uh, I work at George Washington University, we have the oldest master's degree of tourism in the world. We also Mm -hmm. have an undergrad in tourism and we have professional education programs for those people already working in the field. Um, One in event management and then the other one more relevant to this conversation is destination management where people are seeking to either work in the um, tourism field or they already work and they're looking to get specific pieces of information like a course on volunteer tourism. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things we do there.
1: And there's a there's a site that I came across. Uh, in fact, a, a gentleman we'll have on one of our shows uh, l- later on this year has a company out of San Diego called Voluntourism.org. Uh, and his site, Voluntourism.org, actually has a 10-step, process um, that where people can go online and answer specific questions to determine first if they're interested and secondly the type of uh, volunteerism opportunity that that they'd enjoy and um, certainly have all this information on, on our uh, website and um, in, in some of the, the websites that you shared um, on our blog. But um, just to circle back again to GW University, if somebody's out there listening, uh, whether they're a travel agent or a tour operator or somebody who's just interested in the field of um, tourism, what website can they visit?
5: Um, well, our website is www.gwutourism.org.
1: Okay. And Andrea, um, what is your website for those of us who are outdoor people who love to hike and um, would love to to give back to uh, the preservation of hiking trails? What is your website address? Our website is AmericanHiking.org, and you can search for all of our
6: volunteer opportunities under Volunteer Vacations. Mm-hmm. And you can search by, uh, as I said, many different you know, criteria to find the trip that's right for you.
1: In fact, you guys are local. You're here in uh, Silver Spring as well. We are. Oh, excellent. I see. I never knew that. But you know what I did? Um, I actually contributed to the American Hiking Society on my CFC campaign. Oh, thank year, you. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> we all lot, be- but, you know, token, <laughs> uh, token gesture. <laughs> well, thank you. And your trails, thank you. Yes, indeed. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Andrea, I want to kind of help our listeners get a sense as to uh, the cost of some of these programs, particularly those that are put on by the American Hiking Society in terms of what they can expect uh, for some of the shorter duration trips to some of the longer duration ones?
6: Absolutely. All of our trips are $245, which does include food for the week. It also includes any park fees, camping fees, and or lodging fees. Um, a lot of our trips are camping. Some are staying in a lodge or cabin though. Mm-hmm.
1: Is that incl- uh, for children as well? Is that the price across the board for some of your family friendly? Yes. Okay.
6: Um, for the shorter ones are 175 mm-hmm. and the same for the alternative spring breaks.
1: Okay.
2: Those are tremendous values if uh, you think about it just to have a have a different kind of experience, a chance to really immerse yourself in nature. Yeah. You know, it's it's just tremendous.
1: Yeah, I'd say so. And, I mean, <laughs> now, are, are these local... Um, your your programs, are they local or they're all over the, uh, the nation? They're all
6: over the nation. We're in about 25 states this year. Okay. Um, it varies from year to year which states and which projects because, as I said, it's definitely dependent upon the need of the agencies. So, you know, this year we could have a project in Alaska, which we do. Um, next year we could have five in Alaska. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome to And me. this year we have two in the U.S. Virgin Islands in November. Oh, hello,
1: soul. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're listening to the Traveling On Radio Show. We're your Traveling Fools, Ian and Tanya Fitzpatrick. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Andrea Ketchmark and Christian Lamoureux. And take your calls if you have any questions for our guests at 301-984-2173. You're listening to the Traveling on Radio Show on AM 1260, WWRC Progressive Talk in Washington.
0: BronzeWorldTravel.com is your one-stop travel store where you can find the best travel values available at the most competitive prices. Whether you're booking a cruise, flight, car, or vacation package, they have so many great travel deals that you'll make them your first choice when it comes to travel. Visit them today at BronzeWorldTravel.com. You'll also find a link to BronzeWorldTravel.com on the Travelin' On website. BronzeWorldTravel.com, where they celebrate life through travel.
4: Discover a new you. See yourself in a whole new way with a color makeover. Find a look that expresses your style, your personality and your life with Mary Kay Cosmetics. You'll delight in the many wonderful colors that the MK signature line brings you. Find the perfect shade for your eyes, lips and cheeks. Visit Danielle Johnson's website at marykay.com backslash ms.djohnson86 for a virtual makeover. You'll love what you discover. Mary Kay, enriching women's lives.
2: Sexton Executive Security, Washington's own international security company, is here for your personal protection. Whether at home or away, on business or leisure travel, Sexton Executive Security provides security services anywhere in the world. Call Sexton Executive Security at 703-293-6262 to speak to one of their trusted professionals for your security needs or visit them online at sextonsecurity.com. Sexton Executive Security. Dedicated. Diligent. Discreet. Are you a business owner who has no time to focus on your much-needed marketing needs? Top Shelf Design is a full-service graphic design and marketing firm that can take care of all of your needs, from creating a unique logo or website to designing eye-catching brochures, corporate identity packages, and more. Call them today at 202-667-1966 or visit them online at topshelfdesign.net. Top Shelf Design, your full-service marketing and graphic design solution.
1: everybody, we're back and you're listening to the Traveling On Radio Show. I'm Tanya Fitzpatrick and I'm joined by my lovely husband Ian and we're here talking to Andrea Ketchmark and Kristen Lamoureux about uh, the fabulous volunteer opportunities uh, voluntourism opportunities that await you. Um, when we, <clears throat> excuse me, when we left uh, break, we were just kind of talking about um, how people can assess their their interest and where they go. And um, but, Chris, I want to ask you a- about this concept of voluntourism. Is this um, can this be an independent experience, travel experience, or are um, all of these experiences uh, in in groups?
5: Um- Sure. For the most part, when we talk about volunteer vacations, we mm-hmm. tend to be talking about groups, um, either groups going down with a uh, with a tour operator or, or organized through a nonprofit organization. Certainly, you can volunteer as an individual. Um, you always have to be a little bit careful about that because, um, you know, you don't want to be more of a hindrance than a help. Right. Quite often after major uh, catastrophes, we saw this with the tsunami in Asia, as well as the Katrina, people kind of rush down to help, and sometimes that puts more of a burden on the destination than, um, than if um, than just waiting and, and kind of finding the right place to go. So in disaster um, situations, it's probably the best to kind of figure out where you can help with a group um, that's been organized Um but in 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 other programs, uh, like in in the parks, et cetera, and the National Forest uh, Forest Service, mm-hmm. there are opportunities to do this on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrea, you were mentioning something—a program that the Forest Service has for individuals.
6: Yeah, you can you can absolutely volunteer with any of the federal land management agencies by just contacting them at volunteer.gov, um, and you know find positions all across nation from one week to three months long, you know, living in a cabin out somewhere. (laughs) And you also, you know, again, American Hiking Society volunteer vacations. um, All of ours are with groups, but we have very diverse, different groups, too, to where you can go with three people Mm -hmm. or you can sign up for a trip that has 23 people. Mm -hmm. So there's, you know, depending on the type of experience you're looking for, we, you know, offer different size groups.
1: I have a quick question. Uh, just going back to your uh, the family friendly um, experiences that you're you're offering or getting ready to offer, is there an age minimum age um, for the kids who may be participating with their families on on some of these trips?
6: Yeah, the kind of the bottom minimum age is 14. Okay. Um, it is dependent on the trip again. You know. The federal agencies kind of have their guidelines, so we have some trips that will only take down to 16, mm-hmm. some that will go down to 14, and you can search by those, by your ages of your children on our website as but well. But
1: if a parent comes with their their toddler in a, in one of those little toddler backpacks, um, would that be acceptable? That would not be acceptable.
6: Okay. <laughs> okay. Also, no dogs, please. We love dogs, but um, not on the projects. It is, you know, it's, it's trail work, so it is right. outside. You're using tools. You are um sometimes hiking a very long distance mm-hmm. um you know and again our trips are different to where we rate them from easy to extremely strenuous okay. um some are at higher elevations some are hiking a longer distance um it's all about finding that right opportunity for you and for your family and
1: and when do your when what, what's your season when do your programs begin
6: they begin in february and go normally through november sometimes the beginning of december mm-hmm. and we list our trips um in September usually for the next year.
1: Mhm. Okay.
2: Kristen earlier when we were talking at the outset of this segment you you mentioned the Peace Corps as kind of an kind of a program that that really gave voluntourism its genesis even though we may not have thought about it as voluntourism. And I think one of the things that perhaps you could help our listeners understand is that the opportunity to volunteer can come through through organized programs like Habitat, through Humanity, who are helping to rebuild neighborhoods home by home, or through faith-based organizations that one might be affiliated with through one's home church, where they might choose to do a mission trip to some faraway place to help people out. So the opportunities are numerous and expansive for, for people to give back.
5: Yeah, we're seeing um you know that's what's great about volunteer tourism as opposed tourism as opposed to other um, other types of tourism is it really doesn't matter what your what you like or what your affiliations are you can usually find something to do. Um, the reasons people do this are you know there's a few there's the giving back which is very important, better use of your leisure time. People not wanting to just lay on a beach as much they want to use part of their time at least on volunteer vacations. Mm-hmm. And that's something that An- Andrea brought up which is very important, which is another big. The uh, reason why people are doing this is the desire to be with like-minded people. You know, you pick a trip, you go with your church or you pick a trip that's, you know, history-based and you're going to find people that have some of the same likes. The different kinds of trips you can do are are endless. Um you mentioned Habitat for Humanity, they have a travel program. There's a website called uh, Transition Abroad which is uh, uh, also has a magazine which is specifically about volunteering and traveling abroad. There's a database called idealist.org. Just got sixty-four, 000, some incredible number of uh, non-profit organizations and programs that they offer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the 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 gamut of kind of what you can do from teaching in a foreign country. There's a lot of opportunities to teach English, and then there's um, opportunities to help rebuild. There's trail work. There's uh, even a bicycle tour across Cambodia where you can help small communities. It's,
1: Oh, you know, I heard about that the when we were ride. in Whistler, yes, yes, remember that. You're listening to The Traveling On Radio Show. We're Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick, your Traveling Fools, and we're talking to Andrea Ketchmark from the American Hiking Society and Kristen Lamarou from uh, the International Institute for Tourism Studies at George Washington University. Um, Chris, I, I want to touch on it because I know you mentioned this is a question you're asked constantly. Are these opportunities safe, it, particularly when you're um, looking at college-age students or even uh, parents with their 16-year-old uh, child? Are these opportunities safe?
5: Um, yeah, we are seeing, um, we're getting that question a lot, as, as you mentioned. The biggest group of people that are doing this are kind of your baby boomers. Um, but then the second biggest group is uh, our co- college students, which is interesting Um And and a good use of spring break time. (laughs) Um, But it's so important, especially when when traveling um, alone, being a a teenage girl or or even a boy, but Mm -hmm. making trips um, to other countries. It's so important to really do your research. You know, when you identify what you want to do, then you pick a good company. And here's some things to ask the company, you know. How long has this, whether it's a tour operator or a not-for-profit organization, how long has it been in business? How long have they been in the local community where you're going to be working? Um, how do they measure the results of the volunteers? You know, you, you want to avoid an experience where the, the not-for-profit organization or the tour operator just shows up and says, oh, you people need this. We're going to do this for you. Mm-hmm. It's much better to be in a situation where there's a collaborative relationship between the place that's being visited um, where the volunteer work is happening and the organizations that are organizing it. Mm-hmm. Simple things like do they speak the local language? It's so important to do some research on the company because if you search the web, you will find there are quite a few bad experiences out there.
1: Now, do you? One of the things with our travel agency um, that I normally look for is particularly if I'm. Uh, uh, selling a um, an experience with a are using a an overseas tour operator. I look to see if they have a, a professional affiliation with their their equivalent of the USTOA here, the United States Tour Operator Association. Um, is that something that people should also consider? Of
5: course, it's always something. I mean, it's not uh, outside of the U.S. It's not a um, a slam dunk, mm-hmm. but it's always something that you should consider if there's a professional affiliation. You'll find that more in your tour operators and your travel professionals than you will in your not-for-profit organizations. So volunteer tourism is a little bit challenging in that sense. And unfortunately, there does not exist any one place where you can go. But you mentioned voluntourism.org, which is a great site. They have lots of information. Um, uh, Travelofftheradar.com has information. They actually have a, you know, they have a link to an article that's a step-by-step guide to Mm -hmm. picking a volunteer vacation. Mm -hmm. All of the big, well most of the big um, websites like cheaptickets.com, Travelocity. Travelocity actually has a travel for good program. Cheap Tickets has a vacationing with a purpose program.
1: Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you, ladies, so much for joining us today on our first show in our new studio digs. Very fancy, we feel. And uh, thank you for joining us, uh, everybody, and and um, and sharing a part of your day with us. Uh, we'd also like to thank our guest John Sexton from Sexton Executive Security, and again Andrea Ketchmark from the American Hiking Society, and Chris. Justin director at the International Institute of Tourism Studies at GW University in Washington, D.C. Uh, We'll have a list of a lot of these these organizations on our blog, so if you'd like more information about today's show, please visit our website at www.traveln-on.com, and real quickly, as a final note, we'd like to wish uh, our nephew, Mikai Johnson, and our grandmother, Madeline Cunningham, a very, very happy birthday, and one of our loyal listeners, George Simeon, who called in uh, at the top of the hour to wish us uh, good luck, is uh, celebrating a 25th wedding anniversary today. Uh, Congratulations, everybody. Congratulations. Congratulations, one and all. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed.
2: Well, I think this has been a good inaugural show here, and uh, we are really excited about the topics we've covered. This is Ian Fitzpatrick, along with Tanya Fitzpatrick, my wife, your fools for travel. Remember, we'd love to hear from you in the future, so drop us a line at radio at traveling.com. Dash on.com. We are crazy for travel and can't wait to spend the time again with you next week. Same time, same channel. So until then, happy travels. And we want to give a shout out to Ed Porens, our engineer, for working the board today. Thank you, Ed. Batman
1: extraordinaire. See you next week. Okay.